Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. So grateful that you tune in each and every day. And today, I'm just extremely, uh, extremely happy to have my friend Max Apple, uh, one of my mentors, former director of Central Kentucky FCA and uh, team chaplain for the UK basketball team. But more importantly than that, just a man of God, a man who loves God loves his family, and loves the body of Christ. and been a blessing to the body of Christ here in Kentucky for many, many years, even though he is a former hilltopper. <laughs> I have no idea what a hilltopper is. I can't, can't explain what the mascot from Western Kentucky is to this day. It's some red goblin thing. I don't know what it is. I've been trying to figure it out for years. Uh, but as an Eastern Kentucky colonel, I can tell you that we were formal rivals. <laughs> yeah. But I'm so grateful to have Max Apple on, on the Encounter Radio Show. Yesterday we were talking about identity, and we were talking, we were tracing back our relationship back to the FCA prayer breakfast that used to meet every Tuesday morning at uh, a hotel called the Springs Inn. Springs Remember Inn. that, Max? Yeah. Max, say hello to our listeners again. Good morning. Good. good. It's great to be here, Bill, with you as always, and I, I just look forward to the fellowship we get to share today with your listeners well it's, it's just a wonderful we'll see where the holy spirit leads us we had a little talk about identity yesterday and i think that's so crucial because most christians will spend an entire lifetime trying to become somebody they already are amen. when they can discover who they really are in christ amen and one of my favorite scriptures first john 1 3 how great is the love the father has lavished on us that we should be called mm. children of god and that is who we are so good i think when that gets into our gets into our hearts amen we don't have to worry about the approval of others we don't have to worry about living in a performance-based society because that's we live in a world of what have you done for me lately absolutely and we're constantly being challenged and jesus was mocked in his identity from the moment his ministry started amen uh from when he was tempted in the desert every temptation was prefaced if you are the son of god do this if up until the cross you're exactly right you know save yourself if you are the son of god Amen. You know, and so if he's going to get attacked in his identity, we're going to get attacked in our identity. Amen. But one thing that helps us reaffirm our identity, we talked about it yesterday, is the book of Romans, understanding God's love for us, our position in Christ, Amen. the finished work of Christ, what that declares us to be. I think that's just the foundation of Christianity. Oh, I agree. I agree. And, and I'm afraid that some people aren't claiming that. I think in, in this modern day and age, I believe, this is just Max's personal belief, I believe that chaos and deception will increase in our society, even from the pulpit. I hate to say that, but I really believe that. I'm seeing that even today. We And Scripture talks about false prophets and teachers. Yes. So my heart is that, that our confidence in God's Word will increase rapidly and thoroughly. I see Christian friends of mine that I love them to death, but they're trying to solve all the world's problems themselves instead of turning to the truth on the foundation of this rock of building our, our house on solid ground. Let's turn back our confidence to the Bible and let's see what the Bible has to say about cultural issues. Instead of trying to change what the Bible says and tweak it to meet cultural needs, we don't need to tweak it. No. it you know, it was written, the promises here were, when it was written, were, are good for us yesterday, today, and tomorrow, right? So let's turn our confidence back to this Bible and let's claim that as a true word of God and then let's walk in victory. Yeah, why not build? 
our lives and our faith and our foundation on something that's going to last us and the test of time. Amen. And we know that heaven and earth are going to pass away, but God's words are going to Never. remain forever. Amen. In addition to faith, hope, and love. Amen. Uh, well so, so, so build our lives on faith, hope, and love and the foundation of God's word. Listen, storms are going to come. Amen. Uh, and, you know, Jesus talks about laying a foundation, that the, uh, a stable foundation, but the storm came to two you know, to the person who built a good foundation and the storm came to the person right. who didn't build a good foundation. The question is, who's going to stand after Absolutely. the storm? Yeah. And and if we remain in God's word, we're going to stand during and after the storm because storms are going to come and go. Absolutely. And, and Jesus tells us, I'm afraid some new believers, when they get baptized, they think everything's going to be great. They'll never have another problem again. That's not what the word says. The word says you will face trials and tribulations. That's right. You will face trials and tribulations when you choose to follow me. So it's not whether the storms are going to come or not, but he said he would never leave us nor forsake us, right? He will be with us in the middle of the storms. That's right. And uh, that's, you know, the footprints poem you know i only see one set of footprints and they said well that's when he was carrying max apple i know i was heavy but he was carrying me through those storms and and, and i'm so thankful and really and in the storms i learned to be more dependent on him yeah. you know i tried to resolve all my problems myself well they didn't work very well for me god gently reminded me he said max your best thinking didn't get you very far your very best thing so it's total submission to the lordship of jesus christ Bill, I have to tell you the truth. There was a time in my life where I believed that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. I believed that, but I wouldn't allow him to be the Lord of my life. I still wanted to be in control of lust, greed, selfishness. Some days I'd give him 90% of my life, some days 70%, but it wasn't until I was on the top of Black Mountain, North Carolina, by myself and having a conversation with God that I totally submitted my future, my family, my finances. I said, Lord, I've, I've tried to be a good husband. I've tried to be a good Christian. I've tried to be a good father, but I don't have the peace that I see in other people. I don't have the joy I read about in, in the Bible. I quit. I give up on this thing called Christianity. I didn't hear him audibly, but I heard him speak to my heart, Bill, and he said, good, good, now let me do it. And that's the day that Jesus Christ became the Lord of my life. And now I still mess up, but he gently reminds me to give him the steering wheel and let me become a passenger. And, uh, you know, that agape, unconditional, he loves me in spite of my faults and my weaknesses. And uh, then he challenged us to love others the same way. Well, Max, you do that really, really well. And you've set an example for me uh, because at the end of the day, either you love or you don't. Amen. Either you say you love God and love others or or you or you don't Amen. and one of the things that you've taught me throughout the years is is that you'll never lock eyes with someone else that christ hasn't died for amen well and, said. and and so and, and and the other thing that you've taught me is you reminded me how ugly my sins look when other people commit them <laughs> i can relate to that so that we don't get too judgmental amen. at the same amen. time because everyone needs a break and mm. everyone needs grace but they also need truth amen and so we, we've all come from broken backgrounds, and we've all been rescued by the great rescuer, Jesus Christ. Amen. And, God, you know, listen, if God wanted to send plan B, he wouldn't have sent plan A down to save us, and <laughs> his name is Jesus Christ. Well, and that may be the most important question we ever get asked is when Jesus says, who do you say I am? That's right. Because you're right, either you love him or you don't, either you recognize him or you don't. So maybe, and I'm, I, maybe the most important question we ever have to answer is who do you say Jesus yeah. is? And you you mentioned that. That's strong. That's so important. It's a conversation that Jesus was having with his disciples when he says, who do others say I am? And they gave him all these different answers. Yeah. You're Elijah. You're this. You're that. 
but then he turns around and he makes it personal. And I, and I believe he's making it personal for even someone listening on the radio show today. He says, but who do you say I am? Yeah. And that's when Peter said, you are the Christ, Amen. the Son of God. Amen. And and Jesus looked at Peter and said, good answer. By the way, that didn't come from you. That came I from did. my Father <laughs> in heaven. So when we, when, when we get that answer right, yeah. it's because the Father has given it to us Amen. through his Holy Spirit that has come into our hearts that recognizes that Amen. He's our Lord and our Savior. Amen. And a lot of people claiming He's their Savior, but not their Lord, like you said. Yeah, I, and I, I kind of have one foot in, one foot out, and there's yeah. no peace and there's no joy in that. And I see a lot of my friends uh, are doing that. They've got one foot in. And, and, and I'm saying, again, I challenge you to allow God to increase in your life and take yourself and decrease. And I think that is, you know, my definition when you and I were athletes, you still are, I'm not, my definition of success was to have fame, fortune, power, and prestige through yes. athletics. Because the world told me if I could achieve those things, I'd be happy and I'd be successful. Well, I tried that and I was miserable. Now I think the formula for success, God gave it to us in Joshua chapter one, verses seven through nine. Think about that. Moses was a great leader, right? But now you got this young guy named Joshua that's gonna take over this army and he's, he's young, he's inexperienced. So God comes in and says, be strong and courageous meditate on my word night and day do not turn from it from the right to the left then you will have success wherever you go bill that's the definition definition of success i wish we could get in our school system on all our athletic teams in the business world is that if we'll meditate on this word night and day do not turn from it from the right to the left you will have success that's what joshua once said and then he says this and I will never leave you no first. He's going to be with us on this journey. Even when we don't feel him or say he's there. And either, again, this book's true or not. He tells us there. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understandings. In all ways, always, the good and bad, acknowledge him. And he will, not maybe, he will direct your path. I take great comfort in that. As long as you and I don't quit, he who started these good works in us, he will be faithful to complete them, right? That's right. So we just don't quit. Let's just keep, even when we stumble, let's just not quit. He will finish the work he started in this, and that gives me great comfort. Max, you've been quoting Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 <laughs> for as long as I've known you, no, and I love that about you. And uh, and you've allowed me to take that mantle, and I've been giving it to people. I said, let me give you a great proverb yeah, for you. It's so but is it, what, a, what a, an incredible promise. And you think about the promise that God gave Joshua, you know, that there's a lot of people, If you, you can ask 100 different people what their definition of success is, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's a better definition of success than, than, than meditating on God's word day and night and saying, I will make you successful. Amen. And when, Amen. I, when I declare you successful, uh, that's success. Amen. And well it's said. different from success in the world. Yeah. And yet we've gotten away from that. And I don't blame the schools and politics and government People that are, are are not walking with Jesus and in God's word—that's what they're. That's what they do. True. They that's get away. True. They get away from truth. Yeah. But the Church of Jesus Christ, to be embarrassed to open up God's word, uh, to say we're gonna—I'm gonna share one scripture and that's it. And don't worry about bringing your Bibles anymore. Yeah. You know that's an old thing. You, you, you know that we've gotten away from honoring Amen. the the word of God. We. This past Friday at an encounter, we had uh, a delegation from South Korea come. Oh, wow. Uh, because uh, 50 years ago, 
next month will be the 50th anniversary of Billy Graham doing revival in South oh, Korea. Wow. And now they're they're concerned about the decline of Christianity in America. In America. And they're coming. They, they came to 20 different cities, and Lexington was one of their wow. cities. Amen. And they came to pray for our country. Isn't that something? Uh, wow. And because they see the decline, and the major thing was they're getting away from the Word of Amen. God. Amen. And, and you and I talk, where, where is the transforming power? Yeah. Where is the power of transformation? It's not from Max Apple. No. It's from the Word of God. That's the transformation. Yeah. So if we talk without bringing God's Word into the, the conversation, that's where the power is. I wish I could get my friends and family to all receive Christ. I can share it good. But that's between they've got to make that, that connection themselves. And the transforming power through the power of the Holy Spirit comes from God's Word. But you're, you said it well. If we get away from that, other people are looking at that, man, I'm concerned about that, and we should be. That's right. And you've told me this, that the, the engine of discipleship and transformation comes from Romans 12, 1 and 2. Amen. Two simple verses. In view of God's mercy, offer your body a living sacrifice before God, holy and pleasing as your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Here Amen. comes the promise. Then you'll know what God's good, perfect, and pleasing will is for your life. Amen. So many people want to know, what, what does God want to do in my life? There it is. And uh, <laughs> just live out those two verses. Amen. So uh, we got about 30 seconds. Max, why don't you pray for our listeners? that sure. they would be touched and transformed by the power of God today. Yeah. Well, Lord, I do. I know that you are the master physician. You are the great healer. I believe you're still in the miracle business. I believe you're still in the salvation business. Uh, I believe you're still in the healing business. Lord, any listeners now that need a touch from your hand, I pray that you just pour your Holy Spirit upon them now and they can honestly say I was truly touched by God today through this radio program. We pray these things in the precious, powerful, and holy name of Jesus. Amen. So grateful to have Max Apple with us on the Encounter Radio Show. Please tune in tomorrow uh, on WJMM 99.1 for part three. God bless you.